0: All right. You're now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast, episode 226. We're going to break down the whole all star game for you. Rising stars, three point contest, skills challenge, the all star game itself. And of course, the changes that need to be made to the dunk contest. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is? You know where you're at. It is the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast, episode 226. While most NBA players are coming back from the Bahamas or 123 Cancun, your boys, Clips and Drew, are putting in work. We got a little bit of a vacation. I got a nice, like, little two day thing where we got to put off the pod. Um, but it's time, Drew, it's time to talk about all-star weekend. It's time to talk about the pros and cons. And, uh, I, I just kind of want to hop right into this, Drew, you know, all-star weekend to me has always been special. It's my, I, I, I don't exaggerate when I say all-star weekend is my favorite weekend of the year. It really is. Uh, my friends leave me alone. Sometimes my friends come here and watch, you know, dunk contests and, and the game, but I had the whole weekend to myself and, um, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a grade at the end of our discussion on what I think. But look, I want to kind of go through the whole weekend, and I'm gonna start with uh, the celebrity game, and I'm gonna start with that because I'm already over talking about it. It was horrible. I hated it. If you're gonna get celebrities, get real celebrities to play in the game. I get it. Machine Gun Kelly is from Ohio, and you should be there. Like, okay, I get it. But like, when you're announcing the peloton trainer as one of your celebrities that's not a celebrity game in my opinion drew
1: yo don't don't be hating on peloton man they, they reach millions of households that guy might be more famous than some of these tiktok people um or was it a girl i can't remember no, but it was I, th- I agree i don't like after this we don't need to talk about the celebrity game
0: oh i, w- I do want to say one thing though miles garrett was the only guy that i wanted to see now and- that was fun dude what a fucking unit that man is right and we saw the videos like in the week leading up to it but yo that guy is a straight beast and to have the vert and the power he has at that size is ridiculous
1: it's always crazy i always think of julius peppers you remember julius peppers oh, yeah hell yeah north carolina played played you know football for the whole season and, and then football season ended and it all hell broke loose for those like year year or two that he was like just just throwing things through the hoop and throwing bodies as well but miles garrett doc, like dude wow I just don't I don't know how he can jump that high being that heavy uh it's very impressive
0: well the way he could it, it's crazy because he it looks like a cartoon character at yeah. you know when you put on a tank top and you look like there's no way that this guy can be have a, like a 35 inch vert and he and be coordinated
1: doesn't. like he he was coordinated mm-hmm. like you could tell he's a football player right like we always we, basketball players can tell when football you know. players are trying to play hoops but he was you know running you know it, it's such a different um typical motion like the the thing that he does on the football field which is rush the quarterback is so unique to football it doesn't really exist in basketball but watching him run on the, on the break and be able to gather and and dunk the way that he did that on that one fast break was awesome i very impressed i would love so i would there was something that i saw and you know maybe this will this might step on the toes of the dunk contest conversation we're going to have but i saw a highlight where they had like it must have been in the 90s. It was like Ken Griffey Jr. And like Deion, Michael Sanders. Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was one other guy whose son, I think, is, is a basketball player. But he was a football player or baseball player. And, and they were all in the dunk contest. And that was so intriguing to me. I would love to have, if it's going to be the celebrity game, let's get like the baseball guys. Like, let's get Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford out there playing. Well, that's what uh, they used to do with M- MTV. Actual yeah. athletes actual athletes make that game significantly more tolerable to watch or people that can actually play like Justin Timberlake. I always think of that guy too. He was a solid celebrity player. Kevin Hart knows how to play basketball. Like let's get the people out there that actually can hoop and they look somewhat like a pickup game. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) No, I agree. Like back in the nineties, MTV used to do like the MTV jams or whatever it was where they did their celebrity game and like Will Smith and Mark Wahlberg. And like, you know, these guys would come out and hoop and like, that's a celebrity game to me. I understand like in Cleveland, you have your specific celebrities too, that should be in that game, but you know, even get some influencers, get BDOT, get Jenna Bandy, get these people that can actually play. Joe Burrow was a hooper in high school. Joe Burrow to play. So anyways, we talked about that longer than we needed to. All right. Celebrity game needs work. Yes. Um, So let's get into Saturday night, okay? The night that we're all excited about, looking forward to the Rising Stars game, looking forward to, sorry, we missed the Rising Stars game. Rising Stars game was Friday night. That was something that I was impressed with. I loved the format of it. Got to win two games. And I loved the way that they played. I thought the tempo was great. I thought the, you know, Precious played really well. The Mello's out there doing his thing. I just loved everything about it. Play You know, playing to 25, Um, It looked like it was competitive. We got to see, you know, the sophomores and the rookies, you know, mixed and matched on each team. We got to see Gary Payton on the sideline talking shit. I I was a fan of the way that this was played. And I think that moving forward that they should do this more next season as well.
1: Yeah, the format is better. Uh, It's just it's just a better way to go about this. And the Elam ending, which is what the All-Star game ends with now as well, is fantastic uh, I, it, it just creates a, a, a different level of competition uh, than we're used to. And we saw that show up in the fourth quarter of the actual All-Star game as well. But this new format for the Rising Stars gives everyone more shine as well, right? Because there's fewer players on each team, which means more guys will actually get on the court and be able to play. Whereas when you in the past, when you just had 12 dudes, there's only five guys that can be on the court at any given time. Uh, you know, Some people aren't going to get as much burn. But I loved the new format. Uh, I think that they did a really good job. And I agree. I think this is, this is a pro if we're doing like pros and cons celebrity game con rising stars pro. Pro. This was a good, this was a good adjustment. And I think it's good that we acknowledge that because they try a lot of things and a lot of them don't work, but this one
0: worked. And I think we'll see that moving forward. I agree. So moving on to, to, to Saturday, what what we really want to talk about and you and I have talked for many years, every year we have our all-star you know, predictions and whatnot. We have kind of like what we want to see, in the skills challenge and in the dunk contest and the three point contest. And we asked for changes in the skills competition and we got them. And I think, I think they're baby steps, but I I liked what we did, the moving targets. I liked the flashing windmill at the three point line, right? Like (laughs) it's at least it's, it's something. Okay. And you know, mixing up the teams. I know that it was giddy and and Barnes and who else was on that? It was giddy Barnes and, uh, I forgot the other rook that, that they had with them. But then it was the Giannis brothers who I had money on. That's, that's who I was betting on. I just thought they were going to come out and play. And they did. They, they definitely tried harder than everybody else. Uh, but I, I like the format of it. I think it's getting better. I think it could use a few more tweaks. But it's not just your standard dribble between the cones. Give me a chess pass through a standard target. They, they stepped it up a little bit on this one.
1: Yeah, they I mean the floater thing is something that we talked about even on the last on the last podcast. And they brought that in. And it's it's so relevant. The floater is so relevant in today's NBA that it makes sense if we're gonna have a skills challenge. You know, sometimes some guys that don't take floaters, they're gonna struggle. That's what's gonna be. Like Giannis, you know, Giannis's floater wasn't wasn't fallen. Uh, but that was a very welcome change. I still think, you know, the the passing thing can can definitely be improved like that that huge target dog that they were throwing the ball at from the beginning where where the youngest Giannis brother couldn't even make it <laughs> it's like dude you could throw a baseball pass through that and it would it, you know you should I don't be able know. We to hit say, that
0: we say that drew but we're not there right it's we're
1: massive not. it's bigger than these guys it's bigger than Giannis it is big. And, the, and so if you can't hit that hole with a with a chest pass then, then something else is way wrong so I think they can still add some depth Um, like we've talked about, like you can add different levels to it, but they are, they're working on it again. I, uh, from last year, this is better. This one was better. And I do also think when you have brothers or actually whoever, whoever it is, that's going to be involved, actually caring somewhat about winning, it's always better than it is when they're just like, I guess, you know, silver texted me, said, I got to do this challenge thing. I guess I got to do this. No, when you have people that are actually competing, it's always better. So I enjoyed watching that more than I expected to. And I agree. I think the changes were good.
0: There's no doubt in my mind. Giannis wanted to win that. And there's no doubt in my mind that Alex wanted to get something right. And the wanted something, you know, Um, the rookies were very unimpressive in it. I think they started when they were doing that chest pass thing, they started with their like three man weave or whatever. And that worked and everybody was kind of hyped on it. Like, Oh, wow, that's great. And then Scotty Barnes couldn't hit a layup to save his life. Couldn't hit one. Boy, that was bad, bad show. Brutal. Such a
1: brutal, brutal.
0: (laughs) but then you had Mobley and Garland and then did they have a G league guy? Who was the other guy that they had? I thought it was Jared Allen, Jared Allen. Thank you. By the way, I can't wait to talk about Jared Allen. My new top five new favorite players. (laughs) That's, that's another great thing of all-star weekend. We finally get to see guys like in their normal, like vulnerable habitat of like, I I don't see much of Jared Allen. I don't think I've ever heard Jared Allen talk to be honest (laughs) with you. And he turned out to be like this really humble dude that i really like now i know why our boy spencer's da- spencer davies loved this guy so much but yeah scotty barnes had a really really tough showing in that but i think it's positive in the fact that they are taking the steps to make it a little cooler a little better and i'm sure um that they will have more stuff like it'd be really cool to get a chess pass to half court right like you have to hit this this big ass target from half baseline to half court like that could be way harder Garland. Which is, I
1: mean, I feel like that's almost what they had it. It was pretty far away. I want, I, I want to just make that clear. While the target was massive, it was a decent distance away from the baseline and moving. It was. I don't. I didn't think it was moving. Those are all moving. They no, were no, no, no. All... The dribbling, the dribbling ones were moving. I thought. Not no, the, the no, not the, the target, target was, pass
0: targets were moving too. Okay. That's why I think some of them, like Garland, was so crazy. There's a couple of them where Garland was just left-handed shuffling them through them, which which a point guard you would expect to do. That's what you yeah. and I had talked about. But I, I just think they made the right steps to make it a little better. There could be more tweaks. Uh, I, I you know I I love the moving cones too that they were doing, uh, like you were just talking about. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And yeah. then we get to the dunk contest right three point contest was was first true let's get to that first because i took another fat l thank you luke canard if he just hit one mountain dew ball he would have won that
1: i thought he had it
0: (laughs) i thought he had it too man I thought he had it, too. I was, I mean, unimpressed with Trey, unimpressed with Patty, unimpressed with uh, Zach, who had a horrible outing. Luke looked ready to go. His first run, I'm like, yeah, 28, I got this. And it's a good number. It's a great number. And the day before that he went to Chicago, Ty Lue was talking, or uh, to Cleveland, Ty Lue was talking about how he he got 29, like he, he was practicing at the facility. He got 29 and then cleared the racks, got got all of them on, on his last try. Wow. So. He was ready to go Yeah, and everything that we thought like it might take him more time to get to the racks. It looked like he had it figured out perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, The Mountain Dew balls kind of killed it a little bit for him. I like the idea of putting your money balls on whatever rack you want or spreading them out. However you want to have them. I think it works great for these guys, but I mean, we got to give props where props are due. And and Kat said he's the best big man shooter in the game. And he, he proved that. And when I, I think it was, our boy C Mike Dunn like broke it down after the game or the day after, and like his cat's stroke is perfect for the three point contest. Like what he does. Mm-hmm. So I want to give Cat his props. I'm still upset at Luke, um, but what'd you think about what'd you think about the whole thing?
1: Well, the three point contest continues to be the best event at the All Star game outside of the game itself. Uh, it's been that way for years. Really, I think since the last iteration of like the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, dunk contest. Um, and even in those years, the three point contest has always been pretty thrilling. So big shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, by the way, like you said, unbelievable performance. I didn't think he was going to win, uh, but I also knew that he had a lot of confidence in himself. And I I don't I don't disagree when he says that he's uh, uh, I don't know if he's the best ever big man three point shooter, right. but he's certainly taken more than any other big man of his size and any other generation before. Um, And the guy has a nice stroke. He's got a really good jump shot. So I was stunned that he hit so many in the second round. And I thought Luke had it knotted up and done and just didn't, didn't go that way, but big shout out to cat. And uh, that was awesome to see that he couldn't, couldn't find the rim very well in the actual all-star game itself. Uh, But I think something that was interesting is he was like picking Steph's brain beforehand like asking him like what do you what do you do like how how quickly do you reach for the next ball like how quick grab do you the second ball it?
0: first right
1: like what do you do you watch it go all the way through or like what's your thing and and that all of that means to me that he really wanted to win if he's picking Steph's, Steph's brain beforehand that means he was really out to prove a point and I think he did and I, I fantastic and again the best contest that they have
0: is a three-point contest I think I would only change one thing, Drew, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Right. I, think, I think the three point contest should be a little longer and longer meaning that like we have 10, we have 10 shooters, right? I think it should go from 10 to six to three to two to the one.
1: That's, you just get exhausted. You're get so tired by the end of that though. Well,
0: that's part of being a shooter. That's part of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, it gives those players like Patty and and, and Zach, like a, a, a puncher shot to, to get into the next round. And I just think it'd be really cool to get the top three, you know, and then you you got to get to the top two and then the top two have one. And I think even in an NBA game, I mean, when you're tired in every NBA game and to, sh- to prove you're the best shooter, like in the gym, you got to have stamina. You got to be able to get these shots up. I, I would just like to see it go a little longer because the three point contest is literally like 20 minutes, man.
1: I agree. There should definitely be one more round for sure. At the very least, uh, they, they cut it too quick. And I think they should capitalize on how intriguing it is. It is very intriguing. I do think though, like what you're talking about between game stamina and three point shooting competition stamina is if you did like multiple rounds, like you're talking they're shooting a hundred shots, you're going to be shooting a hundred shots. And I don't care, you know, how fit you are. If you're Duncan Robinson, if you're Steph Curry, you're going to get a little tired towards the end. And I think the, the main, like, the main aspect of the three-point contest that is part of the reason why it's so good is because they make them right. Like, and and if you're tired and you're and you're winning with 15 or 17, as opposed to winning with 29 or 30, that obviously becomes less impressive. So I th- I do think they should definitely have one more round, and I think that would be the easiest way to get that done.
0: I I, t- I agree with you on that. I just think that there was this such a long between commercial breaks and other players shooting like luke had a, a good 15 20 minutes yeah. before he shot again you know that's true and i just think there is plenty of time to do that and uh, god forbid the nba stretched something out to make a little more money you know what <laughs> i mean you can get one more commercial break in there i think again giving these guys who came out there to be in the three point contest like shit i only got i only got to do one round in the three point right. contest it kind of sucks and and this isn't just because Luke got 26, I think it was 26 or yeah, he got 26 in that last round. Like that should be enough to get one more round. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I hear you, but he should have, he should have hit that Mountain Dew ball, but I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yes. And it turns, it, it's always like, like Trey was bad, right? Yep. Like Trey wasn't good. And we, we consider him one of the best three point shooters or shooters in the game today. And that kind of works out all the time like that, you know, with yes. these, when these hot, really great in-game shooters get on the rack like jj reddick was never good at these right and then i think did duncan robinson won one year though didn't yes he? duncan yeah didn't. he won one right but
1: yeah it's it's always for me i i think i said it on the last one it's always the non-jump shooters it's the set shooters that do better because you don't have to jump every time and and you know again that's going back to the stamina thing but after 30 shots where you're jumping and every one that last rack that jump becomes a little smaller and you want, you want your shot to be identical. If anything that I, that I've learned over my years, if you have a form that you trust, you don't want to change it. You want, you want to shoot the same exact shot every single time. Even if you, even if the form isn't textbook, look at Reggie Miller. He shot the shot every single time, the same time. Uh, And those guys that don't jump like cat, like Carl Anthony towns, Mm. they always do better.
0: And, you know, guys like Patty and Trey have to, man. Like you, Well, Zach
1: Levine's to. a perfect example. Like, he doesn't have to jump. He doesn't, he, but he does because it's a huge advantage when he's, when he's playing against someone who's trying to defend him. But in the three-point competition, it doesn't work that well.
0: True. So hopefully they just make one little tweak. The, the, one more round. Yeah. We could
1: all use a little bit extra three-point and a little less dunk contest at this point.
0: Anyways, let's talk about the dunk contest, man. It's time. Um,
1: Worst dunk contest my, in history.
0: Okay, this is my first question. I, yeah. I asked this. I asked this about four minutes into it. I'm like, did these people even practice? Like, did they practice any of this shit? Okay, <laughs> I loved. I, I was excited for a minute, Drew. I was a little excited when I saw Cole bring out the Timbos, Right? I'm like, I okay. think
1: Cole practiced. I think Cole and Obi Toppin were the two that actually practiced stuff.
0: 1000 percent ob had a plan yeah (laughs) ob had a plan he's been in dunk contests his whole life his dad's a a dunk champion like he knows he's he's probably been in a 100 dunk contests in his life he had a plan he had an idea of what he wanted to do cole anthony had an idea what he wanted to do on that first dunk breaking out the tims i've seen it before Uh, everybody hates chris has done that before but New York cat pops played for the Knicks. Timbo's is an East Coast New York thing. I enjoyed it. Haven't seen it before. Took him a few minutes. I liked him putting on his pops jersey. Then we get to like JTA, who at the end of the day, you and I texted, shouldn't even been in the dunk. I like you, Juan Toscano (laughs) Anderson. I like you. I love the shoes, the Mexican flag. I love the jersey. I love all that. But why are you in the dunk contest? You're not good enough to be in the dunk contest. And then. to to have the blasphemy of trying to do a dunk that Jason Richardson did and and do it no justice whatsoever. And then Jason Richardson goes on Twitter later, I'm honored that you even tried the dunk. No, you should not be honored about that. It was a horrible display, okay? And I'm sorry to Golden State Warriors fans. I'm sorry, Jeff Crompton. It was bad. You can even admit that. Now, don't get my ass started on Jalen Green, who everybody had Jalen Green, including myself, because the guy is a great in-game dunker. Would I want to jump with Jalen Green? No. But what's my favorite saying, Drew? Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And he had no preparation whatsoever for this. You bring your boy in to be the guy throwing you this off-the-backboard alley-oop that takes 15 minutes. And you need to realize after your third, it's not working, dude. You can do anything. Just 360 two-handed will get you into the next round with all the bullshit that you just saw done, right? Something simple will get you to the next round. Um, And then Obi comes out and does what Obi does, right? Just something simple that's in his bag. It was nice. So the first round, what did you think about that?
1: Yeah, so JTA, I should have been disqualified from the first dunk. He should have got a zero. He jumped, he fully used Wiggins' shoulder. It was not impressive. Uh, This happened last year. I'll say it again. I think anyone who can... Anyone could try that with their friends in their backyard and do it. If you figure out exactly how to push off hard enough, you can do that in your backyard on a 10-foot rim. It's not cool. It was not good. And then Obi finally comes out and jumps over somebody. By the way, puts the ball behind his back while doing it. Doesn't touch the man at all. That's how you jump over somebody in a dunk contest. So that was embarrassing, number one. I didn't like it. Number two, Jalen Green, there's a very easy pivot there. Right, He brings his boy, Josh Christopher out, throw it off the side of the backboard. It's a very difficult pass. Christopher's standing fucking 15 feet away for some reason. Why does he have to stand so far away? I don't know. On the first couple of attempts that don't go down, you know what's easier? The entire fucking backboard. Pivot and start running from the top of the key down and he, can, he won't miss the backboard that time because he'll just throw it exactly like you do it. It was so, I was screaming at my television. I'm like, just move over. You'll be able to do the dunk. Might might be a, you know, not as flashy because it was off the regular you know, piece of the of the glass of the backboard. Uh, but yes, uh, second thing about Jalen Green, the uh, the top shot integration. That's what the second
0: round. That's I, what I wanted to bring up.
1: I, 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 oh, that was the second. round. I thought it was the first round. No, I thought I'm pretty sure it was his first dunk. It could have been could be been the other way around. But either way, his whenever, second dunk. whenever it happened, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was terrible. That was the worst. He, 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 has a chain with his NFT on it, which is super cool and then puts it on and then takes it off and where it makes Isaiah Thomas wear it for some reason, completely stupid, very stupid, uh, not thought out very well. Uh, and then the third, I, I really enjoyed Cole Anthony. I enjoyed it. It was unfortunate that he wasn't able to land the second dunk. Um, The way that he planned, but I, I definitely think the unfortunate part, especially for Obi, was that because Jalen and uh, Cole didn't, you know, weren't able to to do the dunk that they wanted to, it forced Juan Toscano-Anderson into the finals, which, which was the worst aspect of the whole thing. He, he clearly had, uh, you know, he's a great, great guy. I, I, I feel bad criticizing him, but unfortunately, he was in a lose-lose scenario where he has only a few dunks in his arsenal that he can do. He can, he's not a, a leaper like the rest of these guys. He's, he doesn't get up that high and watching him struggle to throw down the Jason Richardson dunk was, was about, uh, uh, as, as low of a point as, in a dunk contest as I can remember outside of Nate Robinson, 15 attempts with the lob, whatever that was in 2009 or some shit.
0: Kareem got up and left during that. Like he I almost he turned it off. Left.
1: I almost turned it off, dude. I was just like, this is not even it's not even entertaining. You it's brought bad. It and was the, embarrassing. And, 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 the, and the announcers, all the everyone, Reggie and Dwayne is like this. They, they were blatantly just saying this is the worst dunk contest we've ever been a part of. Well, they weren't <laughs> lying.
0: They weren't lying no. at all. And I, I remember saying on the last pod that I, I had a feel I saw I heard rumors that something was gonna happen with Top Shot and Jalen Green and i saw the necklace before the game i'm like oh this is really cool and somebody fumbled the bag there was some disconnect somewhere where like if you're gonna do the dunk wear the chain while you're doing the dunk right that's the whole difficult
1: because the chain will pop up and hit you in the face when you jump so it's probably why he took it off
0: you don't put it on and then take it immediately off that
1: makes no sense put it, was, it on the stick it on the backboard yes grab it off the backboard while you're dunking then throw it on around your head or p- put it on the rim and dunk put it on a it. fine
0: girls put it on a fine girl's neck in the front row and give it to her or something like that dude just do whatever something. that was bad it was so bad and back to what you said though you brought up nate robinson really quick in jta using wiggins back the only time i'm gonna let that slide is with nate robinson on Dwight yeah. it's the only time you have to be under six feet for yeah. that to be okay <laughs> to do right <laughs> so but then ob again the guy that actually had a plan on this does mm-hmm. a crazy so he did two dunks that we'd never seen before the jump over somebody behind the back awesome and then the dunk he really wanted to do where he goes off in between the legs off the backboard off the backboard it was great and yeah very he did- good he didn't flush it, but damn, that's creative, and that would mm-hmm. be a fifty normally, and that should be a fifty, and by n- no means should of nobody else won but Obi Toppin in this thing. That's now, true. We got the right winner, that's for sure, hundred percent. And you know, I think we've been spoiled, man. Look, that's the been, problem. That's, that's the problem <laughs> we have. I mean, Vince ruined it in two thousand, and then Levine and 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 Ag ruined it in twenty sixteen. Like the amount of creativity that has to come from from you and 48
1: inch verticals Mm -hmm. that's a that's a huge component as well being able to jump
0: like what how are you going to top jumping over a mascot on a hoverboard doing 360s how are you going to top going free (laughs) throw line in between the legs like i'm sorry cole anthony your tims aren't going to cover that i agree with the effort All right. I I get I'm glad that they joined and wanted to be, you know, wanted to be part of this thing. But now it's time to talk about our ideas. And you and I had we were texting back and forth after that game, actually, in our group chat and on the sidelines. Here's my idea. Can I give you my idea, Drew? Yeah. What is it? Well, it's going to be a hybrid of what we said last year. This is what needs to happen. Even after the dunk contest, I was watching what the professional dunkers that I follow Hamilton and one foot God, and everybody hates Chris we're doing, and they were, they were bored as fuck too. They're like, look, man, I do this in, in warmups. Right? So this is my idea. And this is how the NBA can make this work. And I want you guys to let me know what you think about this. This is what they need to do. Get rid of the sponsor for the, for the dunk contest. I forgot who it was this year. Used to be Sprite. What was it this year? Do you know? I mean the dumbass Clorox. I hated the Clorox sponsorship too. (laughs) That's just so lame. Can we find somebody else? get YouTube to sponsor the dunk contest okay and i think that to integrate fans and players they need to run a YouTube contest to get the the four best dunkers on YouTube and whatever Four NBA players that they choose to be in the dunk contest. Hopefully next season, they will pick legit dunkers that can put on a show. Obi can be in it next year. I, I hope he is in it, right? It, I hope- but
1: there also has to be a want. Like, yes. I don't think the NBA, this was not the roster that they dreamed of. You know, these are the people that said yes. And I think that's been a real problem as
0: well. That, I get it. That uh, It'd be really nice to know who they asked. We all know Jaw doesn't want to do it. We'd love to see Jaw do it, but he, he doesn't want to do it. Anyways, you run a campaign. Where you let these NBA players, you know, you use their following to have them pick their partner. One of these, one of these uh, YouTube legit pro dunkers to be their partner, right? And it could be one of these guys that have a million followers that we all follow, or it could be some random kid off the street that puts together his mixtape that goes viral, and NBA players are like, "Wow, this kid needs a chance. He has 800 followers, but that's the guy I want." And then this is what I want to see. I want to see them at least not meet for the first time at the all-star game, but have a week to practice, have a week to practice together. And they come up with a certain routine. This is the guy that's throwing you the alley-oops. These are the dunks we're going to do. And we have a minute and a half freestyle session. Okay. Just a freestyle session of either it's choreographed or it's, these guys are just doing their two, their best dunks that they have. Right. You can, you can throw it off the backboard. You know, uh, Jalen can do, his you know in between the legs dunks anything that's easy to them and then let these youtube jump dunkers do their thing too whoever you know and then you vote on who are the best tandem and then you split the cheese because the cheese means nothing to these guys the 50k (laughs) or whatever it literally covers their family coming to the all-star game to watch them do this right and it would mean way more to any of these to these other guys to get 50 grand or 100 grand or whatever it is and they also get that boost of wow, you're famous. Now you just got to get Kenny Dobbs, dude. We see it every single day. I saw stuff right before we just started this show that is way better than anything I've seen in a dunk contest since Aaron Gordon and, and, um, and Zach Levine. So that's what I will want to see a one and a half minute, a one minute freestyle session, get as many dunks as you can get in, leave the crowd stunned. Like, damn, did I just see that? Oh shit. Look what he just did now. You know what I mean. Like instead of going off one dunk and having to dissect it for five minutes, I just think it would bring more flair, bring more flavor. It gets the fans involved and brings in a whole new ad, a whole new Avenue for, for uh, dunkers. I
1: like the idea. I I think the thing for me is I think it's just, it's just time to push the pros out there. I just think it should just be them. Uh, I think what happened with, with, with JTA, with Juan Toscano Anderson is like, every nba guy's nightmare that would potentially throw their hat in the ring to be in the dunk contest be like yeah i, I think i can go do that and then you go out there and you end up in the finals and you just uh, you know you probably didn't deserve to be in the finals anyway and you end up in the finals and you you kind of lay an egg uh that to me is like there's such a doubt such a, a a large downside to these nba players throwing their hat in the ring unless they are you know the caliber of like Jalen Green did a bad job, but he wasn't um, disappointing from an athletic standpoint. And I do think he would have had great dunks potentially if he, if he had practiced a little bit more or thought it out a little bit more. He's exactly the kind of athlete that makes the dunk contest worth watching if we're going to remain with these NBA players being involved in it. And I get it. Like it's all-star weekend. It makes the most sense to have NBA players only exclusively involved. But I do think... You know, because of Vince Carter and because of Michael Jordan, all these greats that did it, Dominique, uh, there's this whole nother realm also due to YouTube and social media where these guys just do that. And they're and they're able to make some cash and, and potentially earn a living by being creative and trying different dunks that they have all the time in the world to practice and just be in the gym and fuck around. And NBA players don't have time for that shit. <laughs> they just don't. They don't have that time. I do think it's probably time to just step out of the way and let these people that are doing dunks that have not been seen in an all-star game on a regular basis for their fans and their followers on YouTube and Instagram and what have you, let's bring that into the spotlight. And you're right, dude. I got to tell you something. If for these dunkers, if if the grand prize is a hundred grand, we're going to see them go all out for this shit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think also like, you know, when an NBA player is out there and he's not doing well too too cool for school immediately kicks in. It's like, ah oh, fuck it. Fuck it. I'll just, whatever. I'll just, I'll just end up dunking. I'll just do a reverse. I Get me out of here. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: I'm embarrassed. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so until we have, you know, and this is something I feel like we're, we're probably broken records on this every year since we've had the podcast until NBA players actually find enjoyment and excitement and, like want to be a part of this dunk contest. This is what we're going to end up with if, if they don't change anything. And I have to imagine that, especially after this one, the NBA and silver and everybody, the creative, the creative team, has to look at other options, including the one that you presented. That way, it's still tied to the NBA, and it's not just this random sideshow dunk contest. I really like that. I just don't know if the NBA players will be up for that shit.
0: I mean, you have to you have to think that the NBA players follow and see all these guys doing that shit too, though, right? And they got to be like, damn, that's impressive, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's no way I can do that. So I just think it's a good way to kind of find like a median in between. Like, let's. I mean, the whole point is for the fans. You and I brought this up too. Like, if I was 12 years old, I would have really enjoyed watching all that, anyways. You know what I mean? But we're, we're grown. We've seen a lot of stuff and. It's hard to be impressed now,
1: right? Well, yeah, it's just saturation. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have seen every dunk that most NBA players have in the arsenal. Like, it's just the truth. I mean, Obi Toppin brought something new with that off the backboard thing. I had never seen that. And I don't think I had ever seen someone from an NBA standpoint do the jump over someone and behind the back. I remember when J.R. Smith did that for the first time all, whatever, a decade ago, and everyone lost their shit. That was insane. Nobody's ever brought it behind the back and dunked it. But then, you know, immediately what happens to me—I'm sure it happens to everybody else—when you go on your IG like the next day, I look and I see Mac McClung, uh, G League guy, just throwing down crazy, just crazy shit. And it's like, okay, if we're gonna let G League Antetokounmpo in on the Skills Challenge, let's let some of these G Leaguers shine a little bit. You know, like why why can't Mac McClung be in the dunk contest? He's gonna bring something way better than what Jalen Green and Cole Anthony did uh and especially jta so i just i don't know man there, there's definitely options um and it just it was such a downer <laughs> especially for for the like the night to be over after that like it's just that, okay ratings mac, had to have dropped off a cliff
0: that mac mcclung you're talking about is that slow-mo he posted right slow-mo behind behind right.
1: the body do head
0: head at the rim yep bro like damn yeah i would have loved that would have that would have shut the whole place down
1: absolutely he would have won it would have been the best dunk of the night without without even a question
0: and you know how you could i mean so say say they get rid of the nba players and say they just let the youtube guys do it right a cool way to to integrate the nba guys is like let the judges be lebron and steph and um Yes. and John ja moran and luca you know Absolutely. what i mean let these guys jugs i'm tired i like i get the nostalgia of dr j and clyde drexler and like Dominique. isaiah cool we yeah. integrate them enough as it is like i i get it but like i'd be way more hyped to see lebron throw a 10 or steph throw a 10 than that would be fun i think that's a great idea even still even
1: still regardless right like they let let's let the guys who are the all-stars judge mm-hmm. the, the the guys that are dunking in the dunk contest. I think right. that's a great idea because it's never the all-stars that are dunking in the dunk contest anymore. Zach. Right. Zach Levine is playing in the all-star game. Now he ain't using the dunk contest as his platform anymore. So well, like, let's get, it. let's get LeBron out there. Let's get those guys
0: out there. <laughs> it- and it's unfortunate that Aaron Gordon's like, fuck the NBA and the dunk contest. I am never doing this. Again, right? You guys change his number to 50. You guys, that's exploited it. That's, me. that's all he wants to do. <laughs> yeah. It was a downer. I don't think there's one person that we know or we talked to that were uh, entertained or excited about it, but I will give props to Obi because it looked like he was prepared and everybody else just it just looked like they shouldn't have been there
1: so i and i still want, i i want to give cole anthony props too because he okay. I, it seemed to me like he actually had something in mind he just wasn't able to to execute uh,
0: yes give give props to cole anthony i'm I, I know he was hyped to be in it i do think that uh the timbos was something special it was, something cool. was it was cool that was cool yeah it, it kind of got me excited a little bit and then jta and jalen yeah. just killed everything it was the worst. So, oh, that was so bad I know, so bad i never want to talk about this dunk contest oh again my God. you know what i mean yeah like 20 years down the road nobody's gonna be like you remember jta and cole anthony and that and that barn well, burner
1: duh, you know what the crazy part is like obi's won it twice in a row what are the chances he's going to do this again next year probably Easy. not high it's no i don't think i don't think he'll want to do it like he'll just be like i'm done like I, why would i do that again that shit was boring. And I'm clearly the only one that's like, (laughs) able to do these things. I just don't I don't I maybe he wants to do it because it's a legacy and his dad, you know, maybe it puts a smile on his dad's face. But I don't know, man, after a couple, after a couple years, these guys always tap out. They always don't they, they stop typically.
0: Well, if if there are no YouTube dunkers in this next year, then yes, Obi Toppin will win again. If he
1: Adam Silver will come to him with a like begging and pleading.
0: Adam Silver will be like, "Yo, how much to get your pops here too? Yeah. How much to get, to get your?" Pops- we
1: had a last minute dropout. Uh, is your dad? Can he lace
0: him up still? Your dad ta- is your dad available by any chance? Marcus,
1: Marcus Johnson is dunking at his sixty fifth birthday. Like, let's get Marcus out there. I would love to see a Dr. J. Oh, but th- again, this is what I touched on earlier if we're going to fuck around and do this, like I would love to see I, it, fuck the NBA players. Like we don't have to do the YouTube thing. Let's get miles Garrett and JJ watt and fucking OBJ. Like let's get, let's get these fun athletes from different realms of sports out there and see what they can do. Uh, even in addition to the dunk contest so that it's not like this weird standalone thing. So that even then, even then like watching, I think watching uh, uh, Odell Beckham jr. Dunk anything Mm -hmm. would be more entertaining than we saw out of, out of the majority of the dunk contest this year.
0: I agree. And, and, you know, to backtrack a little bit, I know we brought it up on the last show. It'd be really cool to get, like, if you want to integrate the OGs, the old cats, like I would really like to see, you know, Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, clear a rack. You know what I yeah. mean? You do, do a three-point contest. Absolutely. I love Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf or Mark Price or Steve Kerr would be great to like to get yes. on the rack and clear a rack. That would be more impressive than any dunk contest I'd ever seen. And
1: this would have been the year to do right. it.
0: 75th anniversary. Let's get the right. old heads out there. Get them out there. Hey, George Gervin, who yeah. gained like 160 pounds. How, mu- how many shots can you get up in three minutes? Right. All right, let's get into the, to the All-Star game, which was – like normal all-star games, slow start as always. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm honestly going to say this, Drew, if, if you don't have Steph's amazing 16 threes, which is just like, I, 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 I mean, it's breathtaking to see what this guy does. Right. But if you don't awesome. have that happen or the John Morant 360 dunk, we have a really boring ass game. I think, um, I think it's funny that, Steph from Friday night until Sunday got booed everywhere in Cleveland, which you would expect. Right. Yeah. And he, he embraced it like a true champ. And then after putting on the show that he put on, he got a standing ovation like, like you should, right. Watching Steph do what he did was so impressive. I don't know how you get up 16 threes in a normal NBA game. If you're going to do it at any point, you
1: take 27 of them. That's how you do that, it.
0: That's true. You do that. <laughs> but he, he made the whole all-star game and the, the pictures that were taken that are just so Epic, his turnaround. Now that's like in his bag, that's something he loves to do now. And most of the time he's hitting them when he shoots and just looks away. I mean, muscle memory, he does this 2000 times a day. It's just extremely impressive. And then it was fitting that LeBron gets the game winner in Cleveland. Right? So those are literally the highlights of it. There is no awesome all-star game without Steph doing that. Joel Embiid was impressive, but you know the John Morant 360 dunk that was impressive, and then LeBron sealing it. But other than that, I mean, good All Star game.
1: Uh, Steph saved it. Steph saved the first three quarters of that All Star game. Uh, he took over the second and the third quarters. It was just like the Steph show, and that was a lot of fun. And I totally agree with you. Without him having those uh, um, incredible second and third quarters where he's just launching. From all types of angles, all types of distances, um, save the first three quarters. The fourth quarter is still pretty fun. I think that's the best part of the All-Star game. Uh, it's where everybody starts to care a little bit more as the game is actually you know being played and there's a chance for them to win something. So that's cool. I still appreciate the reformatting that they did. Uh, I think it was last year was the first version of it with the, the each quarter ending. And, and the score starts again at zero. I think that was a great way to do it because it seems like the way that that went, like the, the NBA players kind of reset and didn't realize like what the score was. Uh, and then there's also that charity piece to it. So like, you know, if team LeBron wins this quarter, then his charity gets X, all of that is really, really solid. And the format I think is really crucial for the fourth quarter specifically because there's no commercial interruption. There's no clock running. You just go Whatever your score is, Mm -hmm. you got twenty. You got to make twenty four more points. Uh, Shout out to Kobe, which is also the. I mean, to me, it's like so awesome that they've honored. They're honoring Kobe throughout all of this. It's fantastic. And Vanessa was there, which was cool too. But yeah, dude, that it's not entertaining uh, unless Steph does what he does, and he just went off the handle, and that was so much fun to watch, man. It really was. Uh, And then yeah, like the fourth quarter was fun, really fun fourth quarter. LeBron with the fadeaway to seal it. I thought, I thought Steph was going to hit that half quarter, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that half quarter. He was going for the all time scoring record in the NBA all-star game. He missed it. He missed his last like four threes, which was funny because he was really trying to gun for well, They were it, giving him the
0: rock. They were just hit
1: that crazy floater from the baseline His only two pointer of the entire night. Uh, But that was awesome. And, and that's part of the reason why I think Steph is, you know, so amazing. Like it without him playing, like if he was injured in that game, I don't know what we'd be talking about. Like, I just don't like, Oh, look at how great Embiid was. He hit five threes and he got all these rebounds and look at the free throws he made. And Giannis was trying real hard. Like there wasn't a lot to write home about outside of the two jo- John Morant dunks, which were fantastic. And then Steph's unbelievable shooting night, even though he was 16 of 27, which that has to be by far the most threes ever shot by a single person in an NBA all-star game has to be There's. It can't even be close. I bet, I bet, I bet. 20 was probably the number before.
0: And I wouldn't even know who would have shot 20.
1: Paul right? George was the record that there we go. Steph Curry broke. Steph Curry broke Paul George's record for the most 3s in an All-Star game all time, which was fun little little fact. But yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, the fourth quarter is is where it's at. And that's where honestly, if you if you were a casual NBA fan, I wouldn't recommend you turning it on until the fourth quarter. <laughs> like you would have missed all of the fun Steph stuff if you waited but then you actually got to see basketball being played in the last couple minutes of the, of the game.
0: I thought it was really cool too. Like you had, I, I forgot to ask you this at the beginning, but you had your choice of watching the all-star game on TNT with your standard Reggie and, and uh, what's my boy's name?
1: Uh, Kevin Harland.
0: Harland. And, and I think D
1: Wade was on that one
0: too. And then you could watch on TBS, which is basically Ernie, Chuck, Shaq, and they had Draymond on the sidelines, which, that was part of like my next segment. Draymond was great on the sidelines. Like if this guy isn't, uh, you know, this guy's doing his next job. He was really great at it, but I watched the TBS version. Cause A, I was tired of Reggie. I mean, I heard enough of yeah. Reggie in the dunk contest. <laughs> um, and Reggie's so overboard, but let me say, I watched the Ernie and Shaq and and that version cause I thought it was just cooler and Shaq was eating through the whole thing. And all it yes. is, is, is Chuck like calling Shaq fat the whole time. And it, <laughs> they're just talking about the old days, everything like Kenny's the best too, in the dunk contest. Like Kenny always knows a guy that's already done that dunk. You know what I mean? Yep. Or I, or I used to be able to do that. And like, Oh yeah, you could, I can find a guy at the park right now to do that. Like, come, can you give these guys some shine, bro? And, uh, and the fact that he had to
1: say that he dunked in Tim's before, yeah. like, it's like Kenny, we get it, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. We, what know version you did played. You we know that you did the three point and the dunk contest. Congratulations. Like, let's move on, dude. Like, it, you don't have to top it. You don't have to keep topping this with, oh yeah, no, I I seen that one before in practice. Or, my bo- my my buddy back in '77 was doing that shit. Like, we don't we don't need any of that. I I think Kenny is the worst part of that show. I've said that many times. I know that's I so
0: rude.
1: It's just the truth. And I, you you best believe you're I'm right. You you know I'm right. You just like I Kenny like more Kenny. than I do. I He's do. the least valued member for. A specific reason. But anyway, they're
0: the longest. He's been there the longest, he's he's there the there
1: longest which is why he's still on that show. They don't need him anymore.
0: Which one did you watch? Which one did you go on?
1: I watched the original mm-hmm. uh with Kevin Harlan and Reggie and D Wade. They had like Dirk come through. They had they were talking. They talked to Jason Tatum. It was it was just a normal, like pretty normal broadcast. I I I didn't realize that I kept looking for Draymond because I saw him with a mic. I didn't realize he was on the other the other channel. I would have turned to it if I, if I knew that, but it was fine. I wasn't really listening very intently anyway. Uh, I was just kind of (laughs) watching, watching the game, talking to my fiance and uh, eating dinner and shit. But uh, I'm, I, if they bring it back for the next year, I definitely would be tuning into the TBS version. That sounds way better.
0: It was, it was way better for me. I enjoyed it. Let's give it, what what do you rate the weekend then, man? What do you rate Friday to Sunday, all-star weekend, 2022? What do you give it? scale of one to 10?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I was going to go letter grade. So I, I was going to give it a C. So that puts it at like a seven, mm-hmm. um, simply because the three point contest was fun. I liked the new format for the rising stars. It was definitely not a B or an A. The dunk contest could have made it an F very easily because you typically that's the biggest draw. That's usually the biggest draw every week. Every all-star week is like, all right, let's see what this dunk contest is going to be. And it is complete letdown. Um, so yeah, I think a C is fair. It might be even, might be even generous giving them a C or a seven out of 10.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I'm tied. I'm tied with you, Drew. I'm giving it a seven. Uh, and it's, it's not far from a six, by the way, it's not far.
1: No, no. It's yeah. A that's
0: 70%. Bro. Seven.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I said, it's a C,
0: a solid C minus. I technically very close to a D plus. <laughs> it is a, it is definitely a 70.0% is what I'm giving. Yeah. But there were some side stories I wanted to bring up, Drew, some, fu- some fun stuff. Okay. Um, one of them was being Draymond on the sideline, which I really thought was great. Uh, Since you didn't watch it, we really shouldn't talk about it. But he's just he's coming into his own, man. I think he's going to be great at this. He was interviewing players. Obviously, all the players respect him. So he gets a lot of love and, you know, talks a lot of shit on the sideline. It just works. And I see him fitting in on TNT or somewhere very soon. And depending on how this back surgery goes (laughs) and whatnot, it could be sooner than later. Really enjoyed that. Funny moment was we're going to talk about in my final thought, I'm going to talk about the halftime show with the top 75 players, but Michael Jordan is at, is at the Daytona 500 in the morning on, on Sunday <laughs> and nobody thinks he's going to show up to this thing. And how can you have the top 75 of all time that are alive and, Michael not be there, right? And I guess nobody thought he was coming. And then out of the blue, at halftime, this guy just shows up, talking shit, just off the plane, talking shit to everybody. Telling Looked magic. like he had a good
1: time at the Daytona. I I'm telling was, you, Drew, I think he was a little loose out there.
0: He was, he was the drunk uncle at the barbecue, yes. dog, 100. <laughs> I've never seen Michael Jordan more like, uh, uh what's it called when like you really huggy and touchy, like more touchy feely. Uh, yes than i've ever seen him before in my life he's yep. hanging on magic he's hanging on luca he's hanging yep. on Melo. he's hanging on lebron they're just he, i've never seen michael like that and i thought it was great that he showed you can't have it without mike there and then the other end of it i love how scotty stayed his ass home and did the zoom <laughs> did the Zoom interview the zoom wave right yeah uh, after all the shit scotty's been talking you think scotty like scotty w- Tell me what you had to do this weekend. Yeah, that you man. You couldn't be at the top 75. Dennis Rodman made it. And you can't make it? You not I mean?
1: hilarious, hilarious. I I did not expect to see Scottie Pippen. I I thought for sure he would take the zoom route as he did. I didn't. Um uh, he I, he probably booked that whatever whatever golf outing or whatever like public speaking engagement that might have held him back. He booked that well in advance, Scotty's like, "Yo, is,
0: is Mike and LeBron gonna be there?" Yeah, they all
1: gonna be there. I'm not, no, nah, I'll be. I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous about the COVID. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, the funny thing about Mike was like, I, you know, Dennis is obviously the drunkest person there, and he, he walked out with a, water bottle, with a water, water bottle. water I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> vodka. That is definitely vodka in that water bottle. Like somebody, somebody helped him out with that. That's that. That's that North Korean vodka. Um. And to see Mike almost on the same drunk level as Dennis Rodman was was maybe one of the, the funniest aspects of that whole thing. And uh Dennis is drunk ass, like getting in he was he was involved with the, some pictures, like where he F- wasn't supposed to be, wasn't supposed to be in the photo. And they were like, they're like you know, Dennis, like just slide, slide over. And he's like, Oh, what? I'm in, I'm in the picture. All right. <laughs> so that was fun, and it was cool. It's always really cool to see you know, get the old heads out there, Jerry West out there, like, you know, some of the, some of the greats, Kareem and Bill Russell, all that, you know, I, I, I didn't see, was Bill Russell there in person? I don't, no, I don't, I don't think big. he was. Okay. But, you know, getting that whole list of guys and, and for as many that showed up as that as, as they did, that was awesome. Uh, what a spectacle to see literally the collection of the greatest basketball players in history. And obviously we, we've lost a few along the way, but, uh, but I thought they did a really good job with that. And that was cool.
0: Yeah, another funny thing was, uh, did you see Ray Allen snub? Yes, KG. And- it was
1: KG that looked like he snubbed Ray. He didn't even look at him. He like he side eyed him and then and he,
0: pretended to look away. He did, and I just I kind of love that. But then there was a picture at after of Ray Allen, KG, and Paul Pierce together, and Ray Allen posted it and said, "Don't believe everything you see." Or oh, whatever. look at that. But it did look like a snub. And maybe they maybe they talked it out at halftime. Maybe it was
1: maybe yeah. Maybe they had just said what up you know five minutes before that, and there was no reason to like to redo that again. He hadn't seen LeBron because LeBron was playing, so maybe that was it.
0: It's just KG's face made it all so all funny. The yeah, so funny because you're like, so Damn, they're really <laughs> still beefing over this. Um, the other c- cool thing I thought was Giannis finally got to see AI right, and I guess yeah. AI had been his inspiration his whole life like his idol was Allen Iverson and like they've crossed paths a few times but Giannis who's been adamant about saying like hey I don't like I don't I'm not a fanboy. I don't work out with other players during the summer like he finally got to see AI and I guess they had a real special moment where he, he actually got to tell him like hey you're the reason why I play basketball I had cornrows in my hair you're the reason why I play so hard and I thought that was the really cool thing we got to see a lot of that from Luca too. a lot of these guys were mic'd up yeah. And again, I've said this word so many times, but being vulnerable and like, we look at Luca and we talk a lot of shit about Luca all the time about him, you know, being a a baby and crying too much and like always looking for the foul. And then at the end of the day, you forget he's 22 years old and like grew up watching and idolizing these guys. And like, when he goes up to DeMar DeRozan was like, do you ever miss a mid range shot? And they have this like real conversation. And then that that friendship between Jokic and and Luca, which is that really was, that was fun. It's funny and they've been doing this a long time, right? It's really they're funny. Boys. The boy. They're they're homies. Yeah. And they're both really funny in their own right, right? Yes. Like they're not like haha joke funny. They're just like funny just being themselves. Yes. And it's fun to see these guys being able to you know, mix and mingle with their peers and with players that you might not be able to actually have a conversation with. Like we talked about Joel Embiid and James Harden, like James Harden teaching Joel that move, like how many opportunities during the season would you actually be able to have that? Or how many opportunities would Luca have to talk with DeMar and be like, Hey man, you know, how do you do that? Or Kat talking to Steph about the three point stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you do it? You know? So I, I thought, I thought that was really interesting as well.
1: Absolutely. And, and I think the Giannis uh, Allen Iverson thing was was really cool, too, because I think there's there's always something about uh, different players that we latch on to as fans as kids growing up. And and it doesn't always make sense. Right. Like Giannis. Yeah, he was little back then. And so, you know, but he was probably fucking five or six years old. so. He- yeah, everyone's little at five or six, <laughs> uh, but like having like I thought for sure Giannis would have been like oh like Akeem was the guy I loved Akeem right like or you some somebody a, a bigger guy even you know uh, Shaq or some somebody somebody that was maybe playing Giannis's position that he looked forward to to meeting with and maybe inspired him to start dribbling a basketball but no it was Allen Iverson and it made me think about like the Porzingis thing like how Carmelo Anthony was like. Porzingis absolutely loved Carmelo. He had the cornrows in right. over in, uh, what is he, Latvian? Uh, no, that's that's Bertans. Where's Porzingis from? I don't remember where Porzingis is from, but wherever he's from, he he was rocking the mellow jersey and the nuggets and all that stuff. And I, I just think it's so cool to see that, um, you know, it doesn't really matter where you grow up or what you look like, you become attached to certain players for some reason. And, and I think that's fun because – uh, I wouldn't have guessed that those two guys would have their inspirations from the from the players that they do.
0: Now, it was interesting that, you know, when they announced the the top seventy five, obviously there's people left off that list that should be on that list. And then when some of the players were coming out, I'm like, damn, is he, you know, he's really on the top seventy five, but homeboy isn't, you know, and i I was watching I did the verses the other night that we talked about the AI verse versus T-Mac, which I thought was really, really cool. If you guys didn't watch it, it was awesome. The moments they picked, like, I think T-Mac curated it way better than AI. AI came out the jump with the the cross on Mike, right? Like, straight out. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, damn, you're going to start like that? While T-Mac, you would think that it would just be all dunks, but T-Mac came out, like, had a plethora of stuff. Like, yeah, there were dunks. There was the shit. He had a sham God move. There was some like fadeaways, like spin moves that were dope. But anyways, so Dame's on the top 75, right? And I, mm-hmm. when Dame comes out and I get it, Dame's great, but I'm like, I mean, T Mac should be on the top 75. So if you yeah. look at there's many players, Vince Carter included. So if you look at the people that, that dominated the two thousands, every one of the top 10 players are on the top 75 list minus tmac and vince carter Mm -hmm. okay so the number one player that dominated the 2000s was you know you guessed it kobe okay he averaged 28 iverson 28 the third is tmac at 24 vince is fourth at 24 and then you have dirk truth diesel ray allen garnett and duncan all of those guys that i just mentioned are on the top 75 but tmac and vince are not and it's a shame it's it's really a shame, and I know it's hard to pick those guys, but T Mac should have been on there, and even Vince Carter probably should have been there. Talk about influential people, like if you want to, you know, people that change the game. He changed the game above the rim, right? Um, so, anyways, that was just something I thought about. Like, does Dame deserve to be in the top seventy-five?
1: Yeah, I think that's the hard part. Is like, is is it's actually seventy-six players by the way, right? Like they 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 added an extra guy, right? When the list was final, there was actually seventy-six players on the 75 list, uh, which is odd. And so, like, if you're going to do that, what's wrong with having 77 players on the list? I, I think for sure that the it, you'd be hard-pressed to find 76 other, 75 other guys outside of Tracy McGrady that were better at basketball. Um, and I do think it's that weird push and pull between, like, the difference between what your stats were as an individual player and then what your team success was I think there there was a weird like kind of mirroring of uh, meshing of those two things, and unfortunately for some guys like Vince Carter and like Tracy McGrady, I feel like the lack of postseason success was. What popular. about Dame? Dame doesn't have it either. Well, he made it to a Western Conference Finals, right. and he's also still playing. Um, so I wh- instead of and and this is the hardest part is and I get why they had to make a cut at some point. You know, you have to you have to stop adding players to this list. But like, why Damian Lillard is in there over Tracy McGrady? I don't really get it. I, so I, I I don't have an argument for it or against it. Um, I just think that Tracy McGrady should also be on that list. But it's that's not fair for me to say because I did. I'm not saying that this one guy should be off. I think the real truth of the matter is is like when you have this list, and you have that first, you know, 25 like that that 25 anniversary and that 50 anniversary. Those guys that are that are on the list. That would not hold a candle to Tracy McGrady, could never guard him if their life depended. Like John Havlicek would have hit the ground 15 times trying to guard Tracy McGrady, as good of an athlete as he was. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think T Mac would have been, I don't know, some like revolutionary type of uh, athlete and player if he came around in the 60s or 70s or the 80s, whenever it was. But he ended up in an era that he did. Um, and I just think it's unfortunate that you have to pigeonhole this. But yes, there's always going to be guys that like Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter that probably should be on that list that aren't
0: on it. Yeah, and they both would just thrive in today's game, too. So it was just something that one of our listeners sent us and, and it made you, makes you think and it's so hard to make that list anyways. So yes. Before it's we get into a tough into, task, it is so hard. So I know, I know it's. He will definitely be on the next one, whether it's a hundred or eighty or whatever. We
1: say it. that, but in twenty five yeah. years, there might be
0: yeah twenty, Luka, 20 other guys
1: that Luca, Luca, and Jokic, Jokic. Mm-hmm. and Embiid. Like by that time, at least those three, you would assume if if everything goes according to plan and they stay healthy,
0: right. those three
1: guys should definitely be on the list.
0: Before we get into final thoughts, I want to ask you a question. This kind of has to not necessarily have to do with actually it does have to do with the all-star <clears throat> lebron lebron made some comments this weekend right kind of that would piss me off if i'm a laker fan right so he wears the shirt with says you know fuck them picks which was a rams thing and then you know he says he he's open to going back to cleveland and playing and then he says you know i'm gonna play wherever Bronny's gonna be playing it's kind of like he's already playing in his exit out of Los Angeles already. He's already planning the next move, right? And as a Laker fan, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, this happens all the time, but I think after the past like two weeks, he's seen the writing on the wall like, dude, I'm, I gotta have an exit strategy and I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame Brawny, who is probably like the second or third best player like on his team. We don't even know <laughs> if he's gonna make it to the NBA. But right. now, now teams are gonna be like, well, shit, if, if we draft Brawny, we're gonna get Braun for one more year, which he might be 40, right? Because, I, yep. I, I mean, Bronny's not going to skip from high school. Bronny probably won't be able to go after his freshman, maybe not even after his sophomore year. So it might be a few more years. We don't right. even know if that's going to happen. But does that piss you off at all, or do, do, no. do you even care anymore?
1: No, it doesn't piss me off. Uh, LeBron has said this, I think, even since back in Miami. He, I, he was like, I want to try and play with, with my son. And I think that's a cool goal, and I'm never going to say that he shouldn't try to do that. Uh, but LeBron has always held the organization hostage at every stop along the way. Uh, Really didn't figure out that he could do that in his first in Cleveland. Uh, And then he figured it out in Miami that I can, this is what I can do. I can make sure that things happen the way that I want them to happen uh, by holding the organization hostage, by doing those, those one-on-one deals. Um, And then, you know, with the Lakers, the money was too good for him to pass up, I think. Um, And uh, but like, I I look, I, I'm very happy that we won a championship with LeBron. And if, if that 2020 ring is all we get out of our relationship with him, out of out of the years that we have him in a Laker jersey, then so be it. He, he did it. He, he won a championship for us. And that'll be with us forever. So I'm cool with that. But don't be doing this and then expect us to hang your jersey from the rafters after you dip out and go back to Cleveland and be like, yeah, I want to I want my number 23 and my number six up there just next to Kobe's 24 and eight. That shit ain't going to fly. Right. So if he if he's expecting that he's going to be treated like the king, like he is in Cleveland with this Laker organization, these Laker fans, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I just think it's OK to have that thought. And I hope that happens not on the Lakers. I really hope that he is not on the Lakers when his son <laughs> is, is in the league, if that if that happens at all, um, because it, it, that'll be such a shot, a, a sideshow that I don't even think whatever team that happens on, I don't expect them to have any sort of success with that bullshit Um, because what you're going to have LeBron come off the bench with Bronny. And like, that's what you're going to do with Bron at 40. Nah, he's going to want to be starting. Uh, And I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a great look. So I'm cool with all that happening and I'm, and I'm very cool with that happening outside of a Lakers Jersey. Final thoughts, Uh, final thoughts. So something that happened right before the all-star break, That we touched on briefly, I think, on the last podcast, it was it was the news around Chris Paul, and he has a fractured thumb, Um, and still still got out there and played in the All Star game, which I I have a feeling that the Suns owner made no uh, sense, made
0: no sense, and the GM
1: James 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 uh, Jones were probably like, "Wait, what? You're you're not gonna you're 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 still gonna go to All Star game, and you're still gonna suit up, and you're." And you intend on playing like that. This is not okay. We have you have a broken thumb on your on your right hand. Like you're kind of your main hand. (laughs) Uh, So that was weird. But moving on beyond that, uh, even seeing him out there was was very odd. But he's going to be out until the playoffs start. Eight weeks, six to eight weeks, most likely eight because bones and and fingers take a long time to heal. He's had this injury before. True. Drew happened on the Clippers as well. Sorry. Yeah. And so this is, yeah, this is, this is just kind of devastating news for the best team in the NBA. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is because throughout the whole season, the Suns have been very consistent, very strong but it's only because Chris Paul is who he is and is pulling the strings for everybody else. He might not be putting up the 20 or 30 points in a, in a given game, which he still can do from time to time, but you best believe he's averaging 10, 11, 12 assists in every single one of these games, making sure that Booker gets fed, making sure Deandre, Deandre Ayton gets the ball where he needs to, where he can score. And then being smart on defense. He is what makes the sun so good. I don't know what they're going to do um, without Chris Paul for the next six to eight weeks. They have a nice little lead on the Warriors right now. They have a couple games up on them, and certainly uh, a few more games on the on the Grizzlies. So there's a chance that you know, campaign, uh, our favorite, can step up and and deliver. Uh, but the drop off is precipitous from Chris Paul to Cameron Payne. Uh, so the Suns, I think they're going to be in a very strange spot for these next few weeks. And it could turn out to be one of these things where it's great and campaign steps up and then the next guy on the roster steps up after that Javon Carter just got released from the Nets in order to make space for Goran Dragic who's going there would have been great for the Suns to pick up Goran Dragic but that didn't happen maybe they'll pick up Javon Carter who was on the Suns last season as a backup who knows the system, Uh, but again. Chris Paul is so much better than anything that they have in the backcourt to offer any sort of resistance to this precipitous fall that I expect them to have in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's just going to make the West and honestly, the entirety of the NBA wide open, the nets, the powerhouse that we're all excited to see. They're sitting in the seven or eight seed right now with a 31 and 28 record. Kevin Durant is no, he's, he's nowhere in sight as far as we're concerned, seeing him back on the court. Draymond green, as you alluded to earlier, His back problem seems to be quite fucking serious because there's been no news on it and he still is nowhere near playing, potentially having to go under surgery in order to get this fixed. And then who knows what that's going to look like. And I don't think the Warriors can win a championship without Draymond Green, the same way I don't think the Suns can win one without Chris Paul. So this, while it's not exactly what I want or what we want as fans, I would love to see every team have their star and play through this and like, let's see what happens. This is wide fucking open right now. I don't know who's going to finish in the number one seed in either conference. And I don't know what the Warriors or Suns are going to look like in the postseason if they don't have these two guys. So my final thought is very simple. The Suns better figure some shit out without Chris Paul because it's not going to be easy.
0: Do you remember last season in the playoffs when when Chris hurt? I think it was his shoulder that he hurt and remember he couldn't dribble and remember it was a few few games where it's like wow he doesn't look like he's him himself and if yep. say it say it's 8 weeks that gets you literally to like the, the last game of the season going into mm-hmm. the playoffs right and anything on your shooting hand or your 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 strong dribbling hand is going to be difficult i went through this with with chris it was it was it sucked that was the year that we were trying to win the chip and then he got hurt he he broke the thumb it's going to be difficult, but like you said, it's going to be wide open for everybody. Now, look, man, if if AD and and Russ and LeBron are going into the playoffs full, fully healthy, we, the Clippers just pushed back Paul George's MRI from tomorrow, which is the 24th, to the 25th. We're gonna we're gonna see what's going on with that. Um, if Kawhi comes back healthy and we have a healthy Paul George and Kawhi coming back at the end of the season for the playoffs, this could be wide open. It could be a great opportunity for some of these teams like the Denver's and Dallas's and Clippers and, and Lakers to make a push and, and, and to win. And with New York possibly, you know, lifting the, the mask mandate, Kyrie is going to potentially be able to play now. And then it's like James Harden just left because of Kyrie's, inability to play in games and now he's going to be able to play in games and it's like it's just so weird i think the 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 next 22 games or 24 games for most teams fun fact clippers played 61 games wow so it's the second most of all time oh We've my already, god isn't that crazy dude? that's
1: way too many games that's before all-star too, break right?
0: <laughs> 61 games the that's last two-thirds team, of the season it's crazy when you think about that right wow and and so there's not that much time left, and definitely there is. Just like you said, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I think Golden State has a better chance at winning the championship without Draymond than Phoenix has yeah. a chance of winning the championship without Chris Paul. So, uh, and we love Chris Paul in the playoffs. And you're right, Drew. It's gonna be it's gonna be wide open. We just got to see who's healthy, and uh, that's basically it. Health is wealth, right?
1: Yeah. If Memphis, Dallas, Utah can just do what they've been doing for the majority of the season. You have to assume they're going to catch up, and it's going to be real dicey as to who's going to finish where and what seed. Um, I still think the Lakers don't shouldn't be mentioned in this. Why do I think they have a better chance than than you do? We're so bad, dude. We're so bad. And yes, while I think we would have a puncher's chance without Chris Paul against the Suns, uh, I still think we, you know, we haven't looked good. <laughs> even with everybody on the court to, to for me to have any kind of confidence that in a round one matchup without Chris Paul, that we would beat the Suns as bad as that sounds to say out loud. I, I still might, I might put my money down on the Suns.
0: <laughs> All right, final thought. So I want to go back to the halftime, the top 75 show, because after it was done, Kenny Smith said something that resonated with me a lot. And Kenny was saying that like, yo, most of these guys up here, on the stage, that's my childhood. Like, these are the people that I grew up with idolizing and wanting to be like, and being able to play with some of them or against some of them. He's all this means so much to me. And it made me think, man, that like, how blessed are we out of those 75 players? Most of these guys, and I again, I'm older than you, but I got to watch play, and I was lucky enough to, you know, to be a ball boy for the Clippers for 10 years. So I got to see these guys play one-on-one with these guys, see them up close, but like seeing how, how lucky are we that we got to see the dream and we got to see KG. And we got to see Shaq and Kobe and Steph and Mike and Braun and Kawhi and all these Patrick Ewing, like all these great, great basketball players we've seen in our generation, like our lives. And it also made Chris Paul, it also got made me think that like, we always think that these guys are going to play forever. In five years, these guys that we're talking about right now on this podcast will not be playing anymore. Maybe LeBron in his, in his 29th (laughs) year in the NBA, but you get what I'm saying, man. Like, can we just appreciate how great these guys are and how lucky we are that we were able to see them? You know, the Paul Pierce's, the Ray Allen's, the D Wade's, all these guys, And I just feel so lucky as an NBA fan that we've been able to see the best talent, the best players, and they continuously just keep getting better and better and better. And I I just felt blessed, man. How great is it that we're able to see all these guys? And 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 it ends in a second, man. It ends in a second. And when they when they're showing all their highlights, like watching the dream highlights, man, like God damn, how good was this dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like how good was he? And then you're watching Shaq's moments, you're like, shit, how did anybody guard this guy? Nobody then, did. Nobody,
1: right? <laughs> nobody did. So
0: I, I, that is my childhood, man. I got to play Kevin Garnett one on one. I got to play Kobe one on one. I got to see Allen Iverson and Penny Hardaway and T Mac and like all Vince Carter and all these great guys. And I just think we're so lucky. And it's great being like older men now. And it's fun. It's crazy talking about these, these, these superb basketball players, like John Luca and, and, and Trey that are 22 and 21. Right. And I, I just, I, I took a moment. I cried three times. I tear, you know, I cry a lot, Drew. It doesn't take mm-hmm. much for me to cry, but I teared up three times during that halftime show. Yeah. And then just Michael showing up and then, Everybody on that stage looking at Michael like, yeah, that's the fucking best one right there. Like that's that the guy, guy right there. That's, that's the that's guy, the dude. And then why is the dude hanging on my shoulders right now? George <laughs> Gervin's like, yo, bro, can you get off me? I have hernia. Like, chill. <laughs> we all got bad backs and knees. Mike, <laughs> you can't be backs. holding you up. <laughs> God damn, Mike, your breath stinks right now. <laughs> so, anyways, it just it just took me back for a minute, and we're just so lucky. And I think the NBA is going in a great direction right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it, it was, it was an amazing collection. I don't, it's, it's rare in sports that you get that moment in any, in any sport. Like you think about it, like when's the last time we saw uh, the collection of the greatest football players or the collection of the greatest baseball players. Like you don't get that generational gap like that all in one spot. And I I just, I commend the NBA for making that happen. Um, It was, it was very cool. It was one of those moments where you're like, wow, like this is, basketball history we we're just like that's what the history of the sport is right there
0: yep i totally agree with you so um, i'm looking forward to basketball tomorrow night thursday night games we got clippers and lakers on friday drew i'm hoping that you get to come up maybe the clippers will wax that ass once again this season or maybe you guys might finally get one drew i don't know but beating the lakers is the highlight of my season this year so i i want you to come up and watch the game with your boy if you haven't downloaded prize picks yet get on the prize picks app win some money don't bet like me though because ian loses whoops excuse me because clips loses money damn i can't dox myself on my own show <laughs> um yeah download the prize picks app check us out on basketballnews.com we're gonna be back soon drew a couple days we got a lot to talk about it's the follow through with clips and drew and we're ghosts you know what it is you know what